I don't want to get any busier. And I know that sounds so crazy, but it's like I actually am so happy with just keeping things small for the season of life that I'm in. Thank you for pressing play on today's podcast episode. This is a small business conversation with Mel from Season & Co. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Mel because it's just a very honest, real chat with another mum who has a business and is managing that blending, juggling act of raising young children, having a business, trying to keep the joy in the business, figuring out you know, influencer marketing and social media and all of those things. And I just found Mel so refreshing and it was really lovely to just sit and chat with her. And I think it's a particularly important conversation to be heard, especially given that we're at the end of the year, just about. And I imagine there are people listening who do have their own small businesses and perhaps are reflecting on their own wins or losses or perhaps you have an idea, like there is just this little idea or a big idea that keeps tapping you on the shoulder and trying to get your attention and you are just unsure of how to even take that idea and bring it into reality. The path forward, particularly if you are starting a small business, is rarely very linear and we're all just learning as we go. And I believe Mel says in this conversation, you know, I'm someone who has a small business and is learning to run a small business as I go. I also think that it's really easy with social media to look at people that do have their own business and think, oh, wow, how lucky are they? They're just killing it and perhaps not understanding what's actually going on you know, behind the curtain, Mel talks about the fact that she's not paying herself or her husband a wage. She talks about the teamwork that's involved in being able to actually make it happen. She also speaks about how right now it's the right season for her to keep her business small. And there are so many other bits and bobs in this chat that I just think are really, really important, even around delegating. I think sometimes when we have a business ourselves, you start to notice that you need to delegate, but there's so much resistance around letting someone else into the business. And the things that Mel talks about delegating, I'm like, oh yeah, that's such a great, like such a great use of resources and prioritizing what's truly valuable to her. And so this is not a conversation about mass scaling. This is a very real conversation about how to actually, I guess, play around with influencer marketing, what to expect, and just all of the very relatable stuff, like having to pause the business for a few weeks when things pop up. Mel has three young children, and she is also a working nurse. I just, I think she's wonderful and I swear that the Season & Co products, their small batch seasons, seasonings, are so good. We burn through them in this household. So definitely jump over and check out Season & Co and I hope you enjoy this very refreshingly honest and candid conversation with Mel from Season & Co. 
Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mel, where did the whole idea and concept for Season & Co even come from? Hmm. So it started about three years ago where I had this um, idea to just elevate the cooking we were doing at home. We had, you know, three young kids and my husband a, was a great, fresh grad teacher. I'm a part-time nurse and we just couldn't really afford to go out to eat a lot um, just because we have obviously other priorities and stuff. And so the idea was kind of born out of how can we elevate that cooking we're doing at home? Um, and the chili oil was kind of born there. I started making it, making different recipes, and I started to bring a little um, jar to work. And then people were like, can you make me a jar? And then, yeah, just the feedback was like so good. Everyone was saying, oh, this is the best chili oil. And, yeah, I just think if you've got a young fam and you're eating at home, the chili oil, chuck it on your eggs and it automatically it makes takes it. It takes it to like a chili scramble, which you'd yeah. pay $26 for at a cafe at the moment. Yes, so exactly. So I completely yeah. understand the desire to elevate those home meals because yeah, for sure. you're so right, particularly with three kids. You know, you take three kids out to eat. I don't know what your kids are like, but my kids, they're not the best eaters and I don't feel great about spending a fortune on eating out because – one, yeah. they might not enjoy it. Two, they probably won't eat at all. And I just don't like the wastage side of it. So I completely relate to that. Oh, how can we make our meals at home tastier? And yeah, definitely. you're obviously a foodie. Oh, such a foodie. I always have been. <laughs> it's probably some childhood trauma, but <laughs> um, yeah. Isn't everything. <laughs> I know, for sure. Um, I feel like me and my nan, we used to just cook together. And like when, I don't know if you know this, but when my when me and my sister were both grew up in foster care. So my mum, my dad actually murdered my mum when I was like one. And then we both moved to foster care. So our childhood was very like just dysfunctional. Oh, but my gosh. Yeah, had, no, it's fine. I had no idea, Mel. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so my nan was kind of that one grounding. We'd see her like once a week on a Wednesday and she was like really the only – little glimpse of like true love that we would get and so we would always cook together and so I think it just was like a love of mine from like my early childhood days is just waiting for like the next Wednesday to come around when I'd like someone would say how was your day what was going on and like spend time so yeah it makes so much sense that that cooking time with your nan represented some emotional safety yeah so it makes sense that as an adult that represents emotional safety for you as well and I just have to say I feel like the biggest dickhead because I just made a joke about oh childhood trauma don't we all have it and then you're like let me return some some real trauma Kylie I'm so sorry no don't even it's I've totally unpacked that and um, it's not you know I feel like it's not really part of, well, it's part of my story, but it's not like a huge part that I want to, like, I don't dwell on it, you know. I'm very much yeah. like everything happens for a reason and I wouldn't be who I am today without all those past experiences, you know. So, yeah, yeah that's where it was born. My love of cooking was born at Nan's in her kitchen. 
And so did you then take that idea, like when you started to realize, oh, other people are enjoying this as well, there might be a business niche here. And did you begin to think, okay, I might start selling it to people that are at work, like my coworkers, maybe they can pay for ingredients or actually maybe they can pay for my labor. And how did the next kind of steps unfold for you? Mm. So there was a lot of um, self-doubt and there was about a year of going back and forward with my graphic designer who um, is also like a friend. And it was just funny reading the messages because it would be like a six-month gap between like, I think I want to do this and then completely ghosting and <laughs> And then I just got to the point where I was like, wait a second, like, why not? Like, if even if I do all this and it's a learning experience and I've just lost the last 5K in my bank account to a hobby and it's a complete fail, like, I just got to the point where I was like, well, I'm okay with that, you know? Um, so yeah, when I, I got th- to that point. I was just going to say, I think sometimes you do get to a point where it's like, what would be worse? Would it be worse to continually have this idea drop in and keep tapping me on the shoulder as Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in Big Magic? Would it be worse to kind of go, okay, it keeps circling back to me and I'm not doing anything with it? Or would it be worse to lose that sum of money and at Mm. least have an answer? Yes, definitely. So it got to that point where we just decided to go all in. And I remember, well, when I say all in, very, you know, very carefully like we didn't want to we're definitely doing this whole thing like bootstrap style so we don't want to take on any and a lot of people like it's kind of counterproductive like countercultural because a lot of people like no you need to dump all this money in ads and you need to do this and I'm like I actually don't like I just want to take it really slow because I don't want to put my fam like there's a big risk right like you don't want to be like well here's 30 grand that I'm never going to see again and then I'm going to be you know, paying that off for the next two years. So it definitely has been like very small steps. Yeah, a calculated risk that you are comfortable with. Yes. I remember when I started the Kind Parenting Company, which wasn't called the KPC at the time, it was under a different business name, Mm. but my dad lent me $4,000 to pay for the website and the digital creation of everything. Yeah. And when I tell you, Mel, that I was sweating bullets that I would never be able to pay him back, no word of a lie. And then the things launched and I had this incredible 24-hour launch period, but all I cared about was oh my gosh, I can pay my dad back. Like, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's so that good. fine line. Like I never would have gone to my partner at the time and said, can I have, you know, well, he yeah. didn't want to put that money into the company. But yeah, it's like finding that sweet spot of how much are you willing to set aside and be mm. comfortable? Yep, definitely. So then we just went all in. And as soon as I got my like branding brief, it just, just, I was like, this is so, it just felt so right. And then yeah, I remember getting my first 50 followers on Instagram, you know, and just looking back on the videos and they look so cringe now. Like they're just so poor quality. But, you know, as you do things, you get better and you learn. And, yeah, I'm still not like I'm such a small, small drop in the ocean when I look at like some of the competitors out there. But, yeah, I just feel like there's, what, 26 million people in Australia. Like I can – there's enough for everyone. Like I can make this work, you know. Social media is such an incredible tool for allowing us to access people and to find your little Mm, community, your piece of the pie, those people that are going to support you and believe in you. Now, you touched on your branding and your branding is so cool. I love the colors. I love the design. I love the font. Thank you. Were there a few iterations for you to get to that point? No. No, I think my designer designer knew 
Um, we oh, we went back and forth with a bit. Like I know I definitely wanted like the chili and the garlic and a, some star anise. We added in there. Um, yeah, we did we did play around with the the play out of stuff, but like the color and the the text, she just nailed. Yeah, so I just good. yeah, she's so good. Love it. Tell me about how your business is now. So you can fast forward those first couple of months and through those cringy first original posts, which they should be cringy. I think when you're starting a page and you're putting yourself out there, you should look back and go, oh, that's not where I'm at now because it means that you've grown and you've progressed with the content that you're creating. But where does your business actually sit now for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's not like I feel like I'm at a place where I'm in a good spot. Like I'm still working my two days a week as a nurse and then Season & Co kind of fits around that. But I'm not like one of those people that are getting like 100 orders a day, you know, like it's not at a place where um, I could really pull back from my nursing job. Um, but it's also perfect. Like a lot of people, I don't want to get any busier. And I know that sounds so crazy, but it's like I actually am so happy with just keeping things small for the season of life that I'm in. And I'm totally okay with that. I actually don't want to get too much more busier right now. Um, So it's just a perfect sweet spot where I'm, you know, probably getting five to ten orders a day, enough that I can pack that stuff at night and keep on top of stock and not be too stressed and just learn things slowly. I think um, if I grew really quickly overnight, I would actually – it's a lot of pressure because I know that deep down – my husband and the kids are always my main work and, and that always going to be my main work. So, um, yeah, there's been times when we've closed for like four weeks because I had ankle surgery or we went away to Shark Bay and then things just rolled over and school holidays and I'm like, I'm actually not going to open again for another two weeks. And I think people can relate to that because they're in that season where um, they get it, you know, but I'm just, yeah, and I know it sounds crazy. Like you want to. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound crazy at all, Mel. It makes total sense. And I think it's such an important thing to actually speak about because there's so mm. much pressure out there for us as business owners to be like, well, hustle, hustle, hard, grow. Don't yeah. you want employees? Don't you want this? Don't you want the commercial kitchen? Don't you want to get into stores? And like those things may come down the track for you if that's yeah. eventually what you end up wanting. But isn't it so nice to just be in a position where you're like, I enjoy this it's rewarding. It gives me a sense of fulfillment. Mm. It's very different to the work that you do your other two days a week nursing, which I just take my hat off to nurses. I think nurses are the most incredible people to walk the earth. Yeah. I could never like, (laughs) you're just amazing. Uh, Um, but it's so nice to actually just go, well, this is the balance that works for my family. And you mm. clearly know what your top values are and your core values are, and you can live to that. Yeah. So do you have specific days that you make your seasonings and you're like, this is a production day, this is a cooking day? How yeah. do you actually break your week up around your nursing job? Yeah. Um, so the hard thing with shift work is it's all here, there and everywhere. Um, I do. I am very lucky. I get set days at my work. So a lot of nurses will be like gasping, like that is so unfair. But um, I work Tuesdays and Fridays all the weekends. So those are my days I'm available and I get my four shifts across those days. Um, including night shift and stuff like that. And then um, I just make, yeah, I have them pretty much when the kids are either at daycare for the day, um, they go to daycare on those two days. I, and there's usually one week that I've got a day off, as in I work the weekend, so then I'll have a Tuesday kid free. And, yeah, just get in the kitchen, get it all done um, and 
then the good thing about the seasoning is it's not like a cake business where you're having to make to order. So once it's made, um, they have like a six-month shelf life, so it's quite easy to be like, okay, I might prep even though we're not out, I'm knowing we're going to be out soon. And, yeah, it's just been really easy. It hasn't been – I've got friends who might be like doing a cupcake business or something else and it seems to be like making to orders a bit more stressful. Like the fact that my stuff is more like got a longer shelf life does – um, does help yeah but yeah, it's definitely absolutely. a juggle like I'm not gonna lie there's days when I'm just like what am I doing you know what am I doing I could be relaxing by my pool with a book but I'm in the kitchen from all day um so yeah there's that's, definitely sometimes those thoughts of yeah that's the thing hey it's like even if it's something you enjoy it's still mental load still adds to the mental gymnastics definitely and there are obviously so many moving parts with your shift work and your kids and everything like that yeah in terms of selling and growing that community I was going to say audience but it's customers um that growing that customer base how important has social media been for you oh social media has been everything. Um, we're not, I think we're spending $3 a day on ads. (laughs) Um, so social media is where I get all my customers from. Yeah. I'm, I'm in one little local cafe, which has been really cool. Um, but yeah, social media has been it. I think just being like, I'm just like, I need to just be my true self on social media. I don't wear makeup. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm just being, trying to be as authentic and real as possible and show clips of real life and I think people um, resonate with that and also just showing how I actually use the seasonings or little recipes here and there has been really helpful Um, but yeah it's been a slow process like I'm not one of those people that's like oh I got a hundred thousand followers in three months like I'm a very very small little (laughs) part of Instagram at the moment but yeah it's been great it's not it doesn't feel hard to just video some content and throw it up you know I just don't really care like you like it or you don't like it I, I don't I'm trying not to put too much pressure on making it perfect because it's not real life, you know. Absolutely. And I know that it can seem, particularly with social media, you look at other people's accounts and you're like, oh, my gosh, they've got hundreds and thousands of followers. <laughs> but I remember saying to one of my girlfriends when she first started her social media account, she was like, I've only got 200 followers. And I said to her, imagine 200 people in a room, mm. like 200 people that are going to listen to what you say Yep. 200 people is huge. Yep. And so starting small, 20 people is still huge. Like imagine speaking yeah. in front of 20 people that you don't know. Definitely. And I guess that's part of the art of social media. It's like how do I grab the attention of these people that have expressed that they are interested in this account? Mm. And you're so right with just filming behind-the-scenes content, showing how to use the products. That is what builds that brand loyalty because yeah, people go definitely. oh she's got kids I've got kids she's a busy working mum I'm a busy working mum and then people do want to support a small business so yeah it's a really crucial part in building your brand yeah for sure did you feel nervous when you first started using social media and stories and you know <coughs> filming yourself as well mm, not really because I think I'm a classic oversharer um that's probably just again, my childhood trauma of not being spoken to as a kid or and now I just love to share. Like I'm such a verbal processor. So like my absolute lovely love thing to do is just talk about everything. So sometimes I think I probably overshare too much. <laughs> um, but no, nah, I didn't find it hard personally. But yeah, I think you're right though when you look at some other accounts, like some of them are just so perfectly curated and it's just 
it can be hard to like co- try not to compare like yeah 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 I think I came across your account because Courtney Mangan had yes. shared some of your products yeah so yeah. talk to me about influencers sharing your goods and how yeah. that impacts you as a small business yeah Oh man, I will not forget that day because I think I was, I'd only been open for a few months, like literally maybe two or three months and I sent her some stuff and like, cause you know, when you're a small business, you don't actually, I, I have no money for me, um, influence on marketing. Like if I'm honest, I just, I don't. And so you just send out some packages every month and you just hope that maybe someone will love them enough to mention them. It's probably like, don't come to me for business advice. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing here, you know. But, um, yeah, I sent her a PR box and she unboxed it. And she actually tasted it on camera. And I think that was like the biggest difference, like compared to just opening, oh, look what I got. It's like what, she actually tasted it and then gave like a little review. And then she mentioned me in her um, Christmas gift guide. And, yeah, I think we got like 15 like 1.5K in sales like overnight, which was just the biggest we'd, we've gotten. And I was just, I couldn't, I was so thankful. I sent her a message just, and I've just sent her some of the sweet heat, one about um, new like hot honey. But yeah, no, it's been good. It's been interesting because I think you just assume that everyone will want to take your stuff. Like I'm going to send you some free stuff, but um, they there's a lot of like, oh, we're working with um, a competitor or we can't mention you guys online or we're working with another hot honey company. So there's a lot of that stuff. And these are just huge companies that have much more of a profit margin to, you know, pay influencers that we don't have. So, um, yeah, but it's so good for brand awareness. So I probably need to actually fit it into a business plan somewhere. It's a really interesting landscape at the moment, I think, influencer marketing. I had a company reach out to me recently on Instagram and they were like, look, can we send you some stuff in exchange for content? We don't have the budget, like all of that sort of stuff, which is a really normal message that I would receive. And I was so open and honest with them. And I Mm. said, like, this is probably what I can do for you. Like we went back and forth a little bit and not to get into the weeds of it. But then when they sent me the product, it wasn't the product that they said they were going to send me. And I was like, this is where there's this disconnect, I think, sometimes because brands will reach out and think, oh, this person's got a huge following and it will only take them 20 seconds to promote it. Mm. But then as someone that spent years building a following, if you receive something and you're like, oh, it's not the right size, it's not something I'd spend my money on, it's this really awkward tension. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really, I find it really, really uncomfortable to be like, oh, I don't know how to word this, but I wouldn't buy that. So please don't send it to me. Um, It's it's a hard one. I think you're so... For sure, You're it's so, so right. awkward. You just have to send the press, I think. I think the way that you explained it is perfect. You know, you send the press packs and you hope that it yeah. lands at, with that person at the right time. Yep, definitely. And if they don't get to it, they're not an awful person. But if they no. do get to it, yep. amazing. Like it's definitely I, I no actually expectations. Think that's the most, I think that's yeah. the best way to go is I'm sending this as a gift and it is it is what it is. And I think that's the best way for me just to be like, I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, maybe tell a friend about it don't have to mention on story you know but Amy um this girl on TikTok Amy she's like a young mum. she's got four kids she has just been like insane like she actually obsessed with our chili oil and so her just she talks about our stuff like every other week and so I reckon most of our sales have come through her this last six months yeah it's just been insane and so as a small business it's obviously very worthwhile 
the cost that you incur to gift an influencer, right? Oh, like so 100%. for you to send your products and then to have mm-hmm. that outcome, like you Definitely. said, you sent Courtney some products. She tasted it in her video. And Courtney is just so real in her videos. Oh, I think that's why she's her. amassed such a big following. Yeah. I think she's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. She's such a joy to watch. Yeah. And, and she does just, those like random food, like, so it really fits our niche, like niche, you know, she does that like, oh, I've got this random burger flavored chips and like, yeah, so she's so good. Yeah, it's perfect. Like you sending your chili oil to someone who is only a fashion account, that's probably not going to land because that's not necessarily why people are going to that person. And I think for anyone listening who perhaps has a small business or is thinking about starting a business, that's a big one. Sit down and think about the influences that you want to reach out to, Mm. but don't just base it off, oh, they're, you know, logistically or geographically close to me and their following is huge mm-hmm. because someone who only posts bikini photos and has 10 million followers, those 10 million followers might all be men overseas. Like there's yeah. nothing to say that they're going to convert to sales. Definitely. And I think that's where micro-influencers are really, really helpful for small yeah. business owners. So true. And even like I won't name the influencer, but we sent some stuff over and she – you're like, like it's you, is, Kylie. No, it's not you. But um, <laughs> like this is like drop dead gorgeous influencer, like huge. Definitely and, um, not me. No, you are gorgeous. Stop. But yeah, like she mentioned our stuff, and I think we got like four followers. You know, like it just it's interesting because you know where Amy talked about our chili oil, and she cooks with it all the time, and it's like two k worth of sales in the day. You know, like it's just it's insane what you think is gonna reach people versus what actually does. Have you had much success at all with TikTok? No, only because I feel like it's so easy to post stories on Instagram and then I don't want to have to save the story and then re-go to TikTok, t- TikTok and then share it on there. Um, and I should because there's definitely more reach, I think, there, but I haven't given it enough time. Like I posted a video on TikTok. The best video I posted was it had a bluey um, in the background. I don't know if you, your kids are probably too old for bluey. But like if this was this um the onesies episode and it was talking about like the um bandit's sister came to visit and they're like, How come you haven't come to visit for five years? And she's talking about like the fact she can't have kids. And I'm just bawling while I'm twisting bagels. And um yeah, that's the best video. It had like seven thousand seven hundred thousand views. I'm like, it's got nothing to do with cooking, it's just me crying you know but this is the thing like tiktok is the wild west and i had a um, meeting with someone from my podcasting network and he said to me you might post something in the morning on tiktok and it just bombs like three people mm. look at it and no mm. one likes it and then you might post the same thing that night and it completely pops off he's like yeah. tiktok is just a different beast but um it's so interesting that you said that because I can upload podcast clips over on TikTok till the cows bloody come home and nothing happens. Then I upload a video of Brendan with the kids and call it stepdad edition and everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. And I was like, I know. me. I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> like, yes, he's great, but come on now. Let's, I let's know. listen to something a little more important. It's, it's like it's no so one funny. wants the mundane. Everyone wants – and then I think that's like, yeah, everyone wants like the random little niche stuff and then, Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I haven't used this app yet, but I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was an adult content creator and she was talking about how she uses an app called Repurpose Mm. and apparently it removes the watermark from TikTok and then automatically uploads it to Facebook 
and oh, Instagram. There you go. So just for any other business owners who might be listening at the moment or content creators, mm. if you're struggling to do, as Mel just said, like download, upload, blah, blah, yeah. blah, because all that stuff takes time, that could be worth having a look. And I'm sure there are other apps that do the same thing. But I thought I would just mention that one. Yeah, thank you. I should do that. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When it comes to managing the juggle, what are the things that actually make it manageable for you? Mm. I think just being okay with being small for a season, you know. I think that's for me and I'm quite lucky in the fact that I'm not, you know, I do have my nursing job so there is that side income coming from that but I'm, I'm okay with um, not being this giant company and like taking over the spice world and you know annihilating all my competitors like I'm okay with just being little for a while because I know that well maybe I don't know but I'm hoping that as the kids get a little bit older I'll have a bit more time um, so I'm just really paving the road with that bigger vision you know um, but it is hard I think I have a really great husband if I'm honest and he is like my saving grace he's so supportive he, he loves our stock. He loves our brand. Um, he takes it everywhere. He, you know, and, and that's helpful because he'll come in and he'll just, if I've had a big day in the kitchen, he'll literally put the kids to bed and say, go read a book. I'll bring you a cup of tea. And an hour later, the kitchen, you know, like he's just, he's just a great, we're a great team. So I think having a supportive partner makes it really helpful. Trying to delegate jobs is an important thing. I remember that's, that's Steph Gorton. I don't, haven't done any of her business courses yet, but she, I remember her podcast, one of her podcasts, she said like you have to be, you have to let go of thinking you can do everything and you have to be okay with um, delegating jobs. Um, so that's been helpful too because I'm like even little things like if I've got to pick up spices from the city, I'll just send an Uber and I'm like this is $60 but this is $60, this is worth it. You know, I'm not, I'm just doing a two-hour round trip with the kids just delegating yeah. stuff and being okay with it. Be like it's it's money well spent because it means I can – do some gardening, do some washing or hang out with the kids, go for a swim, you know. I love that you just shared that because delegating often the first thing that comes to mind is like, okay, then I've got to train someone up to do something else. But it's like, no, no, you can actually delegate other tasks in your business that aren't crucial. Like you can send an Uber to pick something up because like you said, a two-hour round trip with kids, that's going to cost you your sanity. It's not fun yeah. for the kids. Yeah. Then it becomes a stress and then that takes away some of the joy that the business is giving you. So I think that's actually mm. a super, super helpful Yeah, tip. or even a cleaner. Like there's so many things you can just, yeah, try and delegate. Any tasks that you don't need to do, um, try to get rid of if you can. Yeah, mm. I love that. You mentioned that you used a graphic designer do you have other people that you sometimes engage for freelance work or do you have employees in the business? No, no employees, um, just myself and my husband. Um, yeah, so we're not actually paying ourselves a wage right now, um, but we are, you know, just trying to reinvest all that money in the business. We do have um, a couple of little influences that are like 
making us a reel once a week and we'd give them like it's not much it's actually pathetic money it's like $200 a month or something um but some of these guys are just starting out so they're more than happy just to do that um but I do need to look at it more I think it's it's on the agenda to look at I know that there was um yeah yeah not at the moment just just us my How sister helps, which is amazing. Yeah. She she'll take free spices and she'll come over like once or a fortnight and just smash up bulk spices with me. And she's a great sounding board. Um, but yes, no, just us. <laughs> How how old are your kids? Penny six, Sully's five, and Pe- Tilly is just turning three next month. So wow. still little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very busy. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. As they get older, you'll get that little bit of time back as well. Mm. So yeah. As the business, as the kids grow and the business progresses along, do you have visions for it? Like, do you have that five-year plan? Mm. Do you have some things that you're like, oh, in time, when all three kids are at school, this is what I'd love to do? Yeah. Or are you just taking it as it comes at the moment? I think I've got a, yeah, I've definitely got a big vision. If I could, I don't want to ever give up nursing, but I would love to get maybe to a stage where I was just working one day a week. I don't think I could um, give it up forever, like full-time. Um, I'd love to potentially um, get out of the house because at the moment everything is done in our like little um, council approved kitchen and we've got the spare room just full to the brim with like season and co stuff. It'd be really nice to maybe have like a dedicated season and co space, whether that be like a shed that was like a little commercial kitchen space um, or something like that. So yeah, just that big vision about like where do we want to be in a few years this house is probably a little bit small if we wanted to add a shed so then yeah that's the kind of vision is like its own little dedicated space it wasn't always well the kids could have their own room that'd be nice (laughs) um yeah so I do have that big but I don't have like a huge five-year business plan I'm just kind of learning how to run a small business yeah while I'm running a small business you know yeah Mm. keep the joy in it Can you tell me about your products? Yeah. Let our listeners know what can they expect from Season & Co products? Why should they come over and check your website mm. out? I think our products are just small batch seasonings. They're made literally 20 at a time. So um, they're just beautiful flavour combinations. You know, I think our best sellers, probably the garlic lovers, that's just outperforms everything and it's just incredible like to mix with cream cheese on a bagel or put in mashed potato or just I think if you're doing like meal prepping as well and you're just trying to eat clean I think the seasonings are really great for that because you just marinate your chicken chuck it in the air fryer you know um yeah I just think they're really winning combos and they're just great the chili oil on eggs pizza oh yum they're just so good You've got a taco seasoning as well, don't you? Yes. We actually just <laughs> – that one was a bit too on the spicy side where a lot of families were like, we can't eat it as a family. So we've lowered the chilli a little bit on that one. Um, but, yeah, the taco one's so good. Probably one of my favourites, if not the um, garlic lovers for sure. Yeah. yeah. And not that it's super important, but it's worth mentioning that all of the products just look beautiful in your pantry as well. Yes, like thank they're you just so really much. nice to have them displayed. They're such yeah. beautiful products, and they're also a really great gift idea. I think I always I'm pretty boring, but without fail, I always put together hampers for like yeah. the grandparents and my own parents and things like that, and neighbors. So if anyone is listening and they're like, oh that sounds amazing, jump on over to the website, grab a few of these small batch seasonings, pop them into a hamper and people Mm. will just be so stoked with them. 
Oh, thank you so much. No, so good. They are great. We got um, a school. They're giving one jar to each of their teachers. So I got an order for 50 jars. So I thought that was really cool. That's really cool. I like yeah. that. But it's interesting, on a side note, um, like it's funny, I don't know if you feel this too, but like how people outside your circle like can be so like just jump on brands so much. Like I've had some people that are like ordered from us like 10 times, right? But then <laughs> there'll be like immediate family members who like haven't. They're still anything. getting the old El Paso taco yeah, seasoning. And you're like, oh, <laughs> come on. Like, give, like, our stuff is good. Like, oh man, it's so hard. It is. It is really good. Your stuff is great. We smashed the chili oil so fast because, as you mentioned, we were just adding it to our mm. breakfast chili scramble. Yeah, yeah. Brendan's also the sort of person that can eat like a whole chili. It's never spicy enough yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why we went through it so quickly. But I know. Yeah, I, just, I need to get on those giant jars. Everyone keeps telling me and I've, I don't know why I've just not done it, but I think I do need to just do like I've got these two and a half size. Yeah, I just need to do that. <laughs> yeah, just just another thing to add to your mental load, sourcing more containers and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel, it's been so nice to hear oh, about your business you. and Thanks to chat with you. My pleasure. Mm. Our listeners obviously know by now, your brand is Season and Co, but it's mm. Co with a K. Yes. Where else can our listeners connect with you and check out your products? Yeah, just seasonandco.com, um, which is great, nice and easy to remember. And, yeah, Instagram or, or TikTok if you want, like, the lame version because I don't post on there very often. <laughs> TikTok if you want to see Mel crying while she's yes, twisting bread. Yes, you want to Perfect. check out the video. That, that's, that's your that's specific kink, head there. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Amazing. I will make sure we have all of the links directly in our show notes. Mel, thank you so much. I know you were nervous, but you smashed it. You did oh, so well. Thanks for having me. That was great. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. If you want more of the I Am podcast in your ears, make sure you become a podcast subscriber. It is really, really simple to do. All of the details are in the show notes. For the cost, actually less than the cost of a cup of coffee per month, you will receive access to exclusive podcast episodes. That's right. You'll get a bonus episode every single week that you will not hear anywhere else. And to be honest with you, I really am sharing a lot more over in those exclusive episodes. It feels like a really safe zone for me. So make sure you check out the subscription offers that we do have available for that exclusive content. And perhaps best of all, all of the episodes will be ad free. So if you feel good about supporting a female-founded, female-led business, check out the subscription offerings available and become a podcast supporter today. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.